You're listening to Sky Aspects with Cleopatra Jade, a podcast about astrological topics, also full and new moons. Enjoy, guys. We have an ultra-loaded week full of planetary transits. In this week's astrology, Venus leaves Leo after four and a half months of being in the sign and shifts into Virgo, giving us the opportunity to use more discernment when it comes down to our love lives. Pluto's leaving retrograde motion this week, giving us the opportunity to see how far we've come on our healing journey. Mars will enter its home sign of Scorpio for the first time in two years, aiding us on taking focused action. There will be an angular solar eclipse in Libra, which could shed life on what new path we need to take concerning our one-on-one relationships. And this is a busy week for Saturn transits, causing us to understand the importance of being responsible. With a week like this, the vibes on the graph are a mix of tense and motivated tones. From the 9th to the 11th, ambitious energy will intersect solitude and emotional sensitivity. Given the transits for this week, the opening part is going to make us feel as though we're moody. So we might feel as though our emotions are fluctuating, we might feel triggered, and we may need some space to ourselves. However, because we're taking that time to ourselves, we might feel encouraged to take initiative on important goals that we need to accomplish. Then from the 11th to 13th, mental vibes will be present with romantic, solitude, psychic, good luck, and social energy. With a varied mix like this, we could still have our moments where we need a little bit of space to ourselves, but it may be a time to interact with others. It may be a time to be more social. And sometimes, even if we want space, we may not have the luxury to just be to ourselves. And in a lot of ways, it could be a welcome distraction. Plus, with the good luck energy present, there might be some moments where we have some fortunate opportunities land in our lap. And by the time we get to the 14th, the day of the eclipse, social energy will be present plus family and friends, along with a smidge of solitude. And again, this may be a time where you're needing space to yourself, or you could be welcoming the distraction of company and speaking to others and just interacting and trying to have fun to shake off some of the energy of the week. So yeah, this is yet another colorful week for sure. Let's look at the next bunch of days and see what we can expect. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. As a reminder, don't forget to like and subscribe because it helps this channel grow. And if you'd like to support the work of this channel, you could do so by buying me a fresh cup of coffee. There's a link in the description box below. 
Monday brings in a fresh sign change, with Venus finally leaving Leo after four and a half months and entering Virgo. Typically, Venus only stays in a sign for three weeks, but due to the retrograde cycle, which we're all familiar with, and I've talked about ad, ad nauseum, and every other astrologer has talked about ad nauseum, Venus was in Leo for a very long time. And as fun as Venus and Leo can be, it being in a retrograde exacerbated that energy and made it very uncomfortable. But of course, retrogrades are about introspection and resolving the areas in our life that require fixing. But now that is done with, we will have Venus in Virgo for the next three and a half weeks. Even though this one comes with some snags, it is a welcome change. And the only reason why this energy can have its moments is Venus happens to be in a condition called fall in astrology when it comes down to this pairing. Essential dignities in astrology is where we look at how signs and planets pair up with one another. Sometimes we're going to get combinations that work and fit like a glove, and then we're going to get some that may have some rough patches. And because Venus is exalted in Pisces, the opposite of Virgo, it tends to have some issues within this sign. I'm not saying that this is going to be a bad time because of it, or it's going to be unenjoyable because of it. It just may run into snags. Venus likes to let its hair down, and in Pisces, it could do that free-flowingly and without bounds. Also, Neptune is the higher optic of Venus, the modern ruler of Pisces, just so happens to be Neptune. And so when you put it in its opposite sign of Virgo, there can be some restrictions. Virgo is about minimizing things. Virgo is about the details. Virgo is about scrutinizing situations. And so with Venus in Virgo, there can be moments where Venus cannot let its hair down in the way it normally does and just do things with reckless abandonment, being swept away in the moment. It's very hard to do that in the Virgo energy. But on a positive note, there are many lovely things that come with this transit. This transit is great for getting us to take a step back and look at things for what they are. And even though we don't want to do that, sometimes it's necessary, especially when it comes down to our finances, especially when it comes down to our love lives, our close relationships. Sometimes those things require a little bit of scrutiny. Sometimes those things require a little bit of discrimination. Let's be honest, there are moments in life where we need to be more discerning and take a realistic look at something or someone rather than giving them the benefit of the doubt or the situation the benefit of the doubt. I'm not saying that that's always healthy to do, but there definitely needs to be a happy medium when it comes to that. And thanks to Venus and Virgo, we get the ability to do so. Let's say, for instance, you're in a period where you're reevaluating your love life and some of the decisions that you might have made or the moments where you jumped headfirst into something only to find out it wasn't what it seemed or you gave the benefit of the doubt way too early without qualifying someone or looking at things for what they are. This type of energy helps us do that and take that step back needed in order to qualify someone and not ignore the red flags that we might be seeing because we're so into the person that our rose-colored glasses are on. The same can go with job situations. There are times where we might want to get our foot in the door so bad with a particular job, company, niche, or something like that, and it may not be the right fit for us. So something like this can give us a discerning power to see what the red flags are with this particular company or job situation so we can bow out gracefully. So if you needed a period of your life to really step back and see the discrepancies in a situation, this energy has you absolutely covered. Also, this 
just translate into being less inclined to jumping into situations, whether that be love life situations, whether that be, you know, money situations and money situations. Sometimes we jump into situations where it seems like it's something that can help us in terms of getting money really quickly. An energy like this doesn't fall for that get rich quick stuff or something that just really seems like an obvious scam. Because you have that ability to take the time and see things for what they are, you're not necessarily rushing into something that may be problematic for you down the line. And this also goes with love life situations, of course, because we're dealing with Venus. And there are times where sometimes we rush in because, and we rush in blindly because we like the person, we're into the person. And, you know, sometimes you need to take that time to really get to know someone. An energy like this, if you're single, is excellent for taking your time and really getting to know someone. Continuing with love life scenarios, for those who are in committed relationships or dating situations, this could be a time where there are acts of service given to your partner and vice versa. This could be a time where you're receiving thoughtfulness from your partner and it could be in the form of thoughtful gifts. It could be in the form of just being helpful overall and just doing those little things for you. Virgo energy is about being thoughtful to others. It is about being useful. So combined with Venus, this can translate into your love life and your dating situation, your romantic relationship, where the two of you are trying to make things easy on the other person through acts of service. Of course, there's also the lower vibes that do come with this as there is anytime there's a planet and sign pairing, even if the planet happens to be exalted in that sign. And with the Virgo energy, we deal with scrutiny. So we have to be aware of being too nitpicky. Also, because of the need to be of service, we also have to be aware of the need to be needed and dealing with situations that are fixer-uppers. First, we need to be aware of throwing ourselves into a project that may never reach our standards or be as pristine as we really like it to be. This could also translate into relationships and there's nothing wrong with wanting to help your partner out. At the same time, you know, some people only change when they're ready to change and improve themselves when they're ready. And with an energy like this on a lower end, it can create situations where we feel the urge to over-improve something or someone. And of course, the over-analyzing that comes with this with romance and career, we want to make sure that we're not reading into just the little things or overthinking something to the point where we get stuck in analysis paralysis with our relationships and finances. So yeah, this does have a tone to it that can be very rigid in some ways. So we have to be aware of that type of energy. Other than that, this is a lovely energy for really getting practical about the things that are going on in your lives and polishing up the rough edges of your love life and career. Just as we're getting this Venus and Virgo energy, the Sun and Mercury are going to make complex transits. Mercury is going to make a sesquiquadrate to Uranus and the Sun is going to make a sesquiquadrate to Saturn. So communication wise, it could be a day where we're dealing with people who are speaking out of context. It could be a day where we might be minimizing our accomplishments. It is a very vacillating energy that we have going on at the beginning of the week and this is why we are seeing that emotional sensitivity and that solitude energy along with some other transits that are happening in the first three days of the week. But with the Mercury Uranus situation, it could be a day where communication seems like it's very much off kilter. So with an energy like this, we might experience moments where the conversation is offbeat, which sometimes is welcome. But in a case like this, it may be a little bit awkward. It may sometimes seem out of pocket for that reason. And there could be exchanges with people who have an edgy tone to them. Sometimes when you have Mercury with hard aspects to Uranus, we get a lot of communication that's for shock value. So people say shocking things to get a reaction, which can be irritating in itself. On top of that, we've got that Sun 
Saturn connection that might produce moments of self-doubt. So we have to be aware of not minimizing ourselves, not minimizing our accomplishments. In this energy, sometimes we focus on achievement and what we don't have rather than what we've gained already. So it'll be a day to make sure that we're really not doing that to ourselves. If we see ourselves doing that, catch ourselves and remind ourselves of the things that we have accomplished in our lives. So if this does happen, try to review all the things that you've knocked out the park in your life and give yourself the much deserved credit that you deserve for all the strides you've made. The next day on the 10th, Pluto is going out of retrograde motion. So the first planet to go in its regressive cycle for the 2023 retrograde season is finally going direct. And one by one, the outer planets will start going direct on their own. The next month we'll have Saturn, then we'll have Neptune, we'll have Chiron, we'll have Uranus in January. They'll all be going out of their backwards rotation in the respective orders that they went retrograde. But if you were being aspected by this regressive cycle, think back to what was going on with you since January 7th of 2023. What type of plutonic themes were going on in your life? Have you cleared out what's no longer working for you? Have you removed yourself from an unhealthy environment? Come to the realization that you need to make a clean break regarding controlling relationships and other situations that are very constrictive. Slowly getting to a point where you're able to deal with some of the stuff that you might have suppressed that came up to the surface during this regressive cycle. Have you felt like this phase has been a very transformative period for you? Like you're seeing a huge metamorphosis going on in your life and you're looking back and seeing how much everything has shifted for you. Even down to being able to look at the facts of a situation no matter how hard they may be. So if there were things that were swept under the rug or details of something that you really didn't want to face, was this a period where you were finding yourself facing those things and being able to handle them better than expected? Was this a time where you worked on coping mechanisms and other behavioral patterns that have left you stuck and unable to evolve in your life? Was this a period to channel your energy in the things that will help you grow? Sometimes this could look like enlightenment on a spiritual level or getting back on track with stagnated goals that you've put on the back burner or learning the importance of empowering yourself so you're strong and others aren't walking all over you. But overall, Pluto retrogrades are a time to reevaluate our coping mechanisms, the things we've repressed, letting go of old baggage, purging out unhealthy behaviors, learning the importance of standing in our personal power, working on dealing with power struggles and taking your control back of your life or working on control issues in general. Because sometimes that control issue may not be with another person. Sometimes it might be you're you're too controlling with yourself or need to have control in certain situations because you're afraid the outcome may not go in your favor or go in a direction that you're afraid of. And sometimes Pluto retrogrades could look like working on our compulsions as well. But overall, this is a period to really examine the things that are undermining our personal power and hindering our ability to grow as a person. So if you were being aspected by this Pluto retrograde, you might have experienced some of these themes. There were two modes that felt this retrograde more than others, the cardinal and the fixed modality. The cardinal signs, it is almost over when it comes down to the Pluto stuff happening on your personal planets or chart points and things like that, or any planets that are in these signs for that matter. So the cardinal modality would be Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn between 27 to 29 degrees of these signs. So if you have anything in your chart regarding these signs, then you would have felt this retrograde more than others. Also, the fixed modality. And the reason why the fixed modality felt this is because Pluto went into Aquarius for a couple of months. So those between zero to two degrees of Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius would have felt this retrograde more profoundly. From the 11th to the 12th, we have a few alignments that may feel somewhat harsh. Venus will oppose Saturn. The sun's going to 
make an opposition to Chiron, and we have Mercury making a quincunx to Jupiter. So all in all, this is one of the reasons why we were seeing that mixed bag energy. This is one of the reasons why we were seeing some of that solitude energy popping up. Between these three alignments, we may have moments where we're fluctuating. We may have moments where we're feeling as though it's time to heal situations that we've outgrown, especially when it comes down to our love life and anything that affects our ego. So our focus can go on fixing those things. The sun's opposition with Chiron marks the halfway point for the retrograde cycle, at least. So we are halfway done with the Chiron retrograde. So this transit helps us re-examine how to deal with past disappointment, especially when it comes down to things that were a blow to our ego. Developing a healthy sense of self-assurance and learning to focus on our strengths rather than our weaknesses. With Venus's connection to Saturn and Chiron, this could be a time where we're looking to work on healing unhealthy relationship patterns. With the Saturn stuff, we may come to a realization that a romantic situation that we're in is based on surface level things. When you have Saturn situations, sometimes, especially combined with Venus, it points to relationships that are only for show. It points to relationships that are only for material gain. Or there's a lack of vulnerability in the relationship. There's a lack of emotion. And it's only for surface level things. It's only for appearances. And so this can make us look at that situation as we need to work on that. We need to either move ourselves out of it or try and find a way to work through that energy. Also, an energy like this can show us where we're no longer into someone anymore because the relationship lacks depth and emotional fulfillment. And even though that Chiron alignment is a hard aspect and can bring up a bunch of things that can make us feel out of sorts, it is one of those things that gives us a nudge needed. So the Venus Chiron situation could help us see the importance of healing old patterns concerning our love lives. So it may give us the nudge needed to work through those things, especially with that Saturn stuff that's going on on that day. And considering we've got that Mercury Quincunx Jupiter situation on the 12th, we're going to need to be mindful of the way we're communicating and how we're thinking, especially when it comes down to picking up on the important details of a situation. It's one of those alignments that points to not glossing over the details, especially when it comes down to important things, facts, information, documents, and things of that nature. Also, it could be a day where we're dealing with those who are over elaborate and stretch the truth. It could be a day where we're dealing with people who happen to have know-it-all energy in order to boost their self-esteem. Sometimes people do things to throw their weight around and make themselves seem important by pointing out other people's mistakes. And if that's happening on that day, just know that that type of energy, especially with a transit like this, ends up backfiring. So it's a day of focusing on your own stuff rather than someone else's stuff because otherwise it could blow up in a person's face and create embarrassing moments. 48 hours after the modern ruler of Scorpio goes direct, Mars, the ancient ruler of this sign, is finally going home. While since Mars has been in one of its home signs. Its home signs is Aries and Scorpio. Scorpio, of course, was ruled by Mars before the discovery of Pluto. However, it is still ruled by Mars. Scorpio gets dual rulership for that reason. But Mars hasn't been in one of its home signs since last year, since 2022. And the last time Mars was in Scorpio was October 30th of 2021, which was interesting having Mars shift right into Scorpio the day before Halloween. And we all know that Scorpio has those Halloween vibes to it. So it actually was a pretty cool event. But in Scorpio, Mars expresses very differently than it does in Aries. With this pairing, it is the more intuitive side of Mars. It is the more focused side of Mars. It is the more stay on the task at hand Mars. So with a pairing like this, we'll be able to stay the course on our goals and go after anything we desire with persistence. So if there was something that you needed to fixate on in order to get it done, this will be the time to do it, of course, healthily. But 
but this would be the time to actually tackle that and go after the things that normally you might be afraid of. In other words, sometimes we have certain goals that we have in mind, but they may seem scary, not because they're dangerous or anything like that, but because they may be outside of our sphere. So it might be stuff we don't typically tackle. And the beauty of Scorpio energy is it helps us face the complexities of life. It helps us face the things that kind of spook us out. It really, in a nutshell, helps us cut through imposter syndrome. So that way we are going after some of the stuff that we normally are feeling as though it might be a lot to handle. But because this energy is about stepping into our personal power, it gives us the ability to shake off fear because it's getting in our way of transformative stuff that we could be doing in our lives. And in this energy, we do this with strategy. In the Scorpio energy, we think these things through, but we also are able to laser focus on things and see them for what they are and see the opportunities for what they are. And one of the cool things about this is we feel intuitively guided in this energy. We're able to really feel something out on a psychic level and in our gut. So that way, if it's worth our while, we're able to direct our energy and focus on that and actually obtain those goals. Other ways we can utilize this energy since it's very, focus is through taking action on deep research. Sometimes there are things that we might have put on the back burner that we want to study or we want to look up and we want to understand on a deeper level. And this energy gives us the ability to not only focus on this with laser precision, but also use our analytical skills to get through it and be able to have the stamina needed in order to do long hours of research on something. So if something needed your undivided attention, this is the time to really seize that moment. Considering the amount of energy this bestows upon us, we may feel motivated to purge things out that are no longer useful to us. This is a very regenerative energy, and this is an energy where we take action on the things that need to be eliminated in a lot of ways, where we need to detox and where we need to restore ourselves. So this could be a time of letting go of unhealthy coping mechanisms or clearing out our system if we've been congested or just taking in the wrong things, letting go of situations in your life that's no longer serving you, or just overall rejuvenating our health in some sort of way, especially when it comes down to stanima. Another thing that pops up with Scorpio energy is intimacy. Mars has a lot to do with our sex drive and paired with Scorpio, it tends to intensify those things. So intimacy wise, this could be a time where things are really profound. This could be a time of, this could be a time of deeply connecting to a partner or finding someone, if you're single, where there's an ultra passionate exchange that's really deep and transformative. So an energy like this is very connective and really up bedroom antics. Of course, there is a lower vibration as there is anytime we have a planet changing signs. And like I was saying earlier, it doesn't really matter if a sign works well in a planet. We still have that lower side that we have to deal with in this. And with this energy, it's a lot of stuff like suspicion, trust issues, and jealousy. So when it comes down to the romantic stuff, that's some of that might be more inflated during this time. Due to the focused nature of this energy, we have to work on upset of behavior. An energy like this can tend to create moments where we fixate on things that we probably shouldn't. While it's okay to be focused, sometimes we have to snap ourselves out of situations that can become very obsessive. So try to ground your energy the best way you can and check yourself when possible if you're feeling that way. Another thing that can be inflated in this energy is the feeling of being slighted. Things get taken too personal within this energy and because Mars has to do with our temperament, it can flare up our temperament that way if we feel as though someone has slighted us. Leading to the urge to retaliate, leading to the urge to react vengefully. 
And that's something else that we'll have to check ourselves in under this alignment because that'll be more inflated as well. However, this is a great Mars to tackle situations that we're typically afraid of. So let's use it for all of its positive qualities. From the 13th to the 14th, we have more connections to Saturn. Mercury is gonna make a connection with Saturn that may feel complex, but Mars is gonna make a very supportive connection to Saturn. So right off the heels of Mars shifting into Scorpio, it's gonna make this trine with Saturn, which will encourage us to act responsibly, but also to take action on things that can improve our lives, things that can help us create a solid foundation. With an energy like this, we focus on the things that are gonna be valuable to our time. We focus on the things that will turn into something tangible. So this is an energy about creating a solid foundation for our lives and also taking action on something we might've been waiting for, especially with some of the energies we were getting over the summertime with Mars making squares to Saturn. We might've been delayed during that period of time and this may be a turning point where we're able to actually see some action and movement on something that we couldn't do or something that we couldn't act on a few months ago. But with that Mercury making a sesquiquadrate to Saturn, there may be some moments where we're still a bit rigid in our thinking and so we'll need to find ways to ground our energy so we aren't stopping ourselves, we aren't overthinking something or minimizing certain things in our lives. And by minimizing, I mean operating from a fixed mindset, being too harsh on ourselves, and overall creating these self-imposed restrictions on ourselves that don't need to be there. But even if you're feeling sort of fixed mindset-wise, it may be hard with some of the unpredictable energy that happens on that same day. The sun's going to make a quincunx with Uranus, and that could lead to an edgy tone but mostly it can lead to an unpredictable tone. So even though we have the stability of Saturn, even that harder alignment with Saturn, there may be moments that things don't go as planned. There may be moments where things are a bit sudden. And you know, with an alignment like this, it can be mixed bag, especially with it being a quincunx. It can show where we lack self-awareness and sometimes that self-awareness can be reckless abandonment or doing things for shock value, just odd behavior overall in order to get attention. So with that, we might be dealing with people who have those types of personalities, which can make for a day that seems unpredictable. And tempers may be flared up under an energy like this. So it's something to be aware of. That way you're not getting into scuffles that are unnecessary. But yeah, what a loaded week. That same day that that Sun Quincunx Uranus situation is happening and the Mars, Saturn, Mercury, Saturn, we're going to have an eclipse on that day too. And I specifically am pointing out that Sun Uranus Quincunx, of course, I'm going to talk about this when I do the New Moon and Libra video podcast but it's one of those things that's very unpredictable. So try to be aware of things that seem unstable, especially with eclipse energy occurring on that day. But yeah, what a week. October is going to be a month where it's a lot of movement since we've got all these planets direct, mainly the personal planets. So now we're going to be getting oodles and oodles of alignments between Mercury and Venus since they're all direct and moving along. And in that process, keeping us on our toes. Anyway, I hope you all have the best week ever later and see you in the next episode.